Yeah, I think, uh, so I'm, I'm going to give Jimmy his flowers in a second, but I, I really want to talk about, to me, what was the turning point of the game. So the Niners were up 10-3 right before half. They had just had the field goal blocked by, uh, Robbie Gold had field goal blocked, which by the way, the special teams, they're not right. Like they were awful. They were awful in this game. Yeah, they really two, two long kick returns on which Gold had to make two tackles and he got hurt on the second one. They had another block kick. So the second one in the past four weeks, which just ties a career high for Robbie Gold, He's never had more than two kicks blocked in the season. And on top of that, like, you know, Ray Ray McLeod has not been, has not been very good. Like he's, he's been again, totally underwhelming. So I think the special team Schneider needs to get that team, that, that unit fixed. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on in the kicking game. We'll see what happens with the kicker, wh- whoever they bring in. Wisnowski is not a solution to kick field goals. Like that was just an emergency thing. So they're going to bring in kickers most likely this week and try some guys out, but just a, a really bad game overall from special teams. But now that being said, the turning point for me was after that blocked field goal, right? Where the, the Panthers get the ball back and it's 10 three and you know, they have a chance to tie this thing up. And right then Baker Mayfield gets pressured, overthrows the receiver and Emmanuel Mosley comes down with the interception and subsequently picks six. So again, for the second straight game, your defense at a pivotal point in the game scores for you and essentially flips that game. And when you're getting your defense to do that, and when it's, when it's doing that for your offense, it's just, it makes it easier on that on that offense and the special teams or anybody else who's who's stru- kind of struggling to get going. So I'm hoping that they can keep that up. And it's just too bad that mostly like that was his hometown game, right? Like his family was there, his friends was there. Same with Debo as well, right? We'll get to it in a minute. But yep. you know, he he tore his ACL in front of his family, which sucks. And it, that's just mm-hmm. even more of a gut punch. But to me, that was the turning point in the game is when they kind of like were able to put some distance in between them and Carolina because it was kind of like you know in flux at that point in Niners offense. They were looking okay, like you said, Al. They had not really hit their stride yet, and it was still a close game. And then when, boom, seven right there before the half, and that, to me, put it out of reach, and, and that was the, the biggest moment of the game. By the but, way, Zane, I want to jump I want to jump in real quick because I thought this was cool. Um, for a team that re- has really struggled to turn the ball over since Kyle Shanahan has been there, uh, since 2019, the 49ers are tied with the Patriots for most uh, interceptions returned for a touchdown uh, with eight. Wow. They have eight interceptions returned for a touchdown since 2019, which again is impressive for a team that really has struggled to turn the ball over. So I thought that was cool. How many of those are against the Rams? Yeah, I was gonna say seven. I think there's at least three. At least at least it's gotta be three. Because yeah. it's Warner and then Funga, and I'm I'm sure there's another one somewhere in there. Ward had one or two. I know yeah. Ward had one. Yeah, Ward had yeah. one too. So it's at Ward. least yep. so almost half of them are against the Rams. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like uh, they they keep throwing at Mooney Ward. I don't know why they keep doing that. He has he's tied for the league leading pass breakups. He has he has the lowest completion percentage allowed since he, basically 2019 of any corner. So I think that that was a home run. That was a home run pickup. We talked about that in the offseason. That has been a fantastic pickup. Arguably the best pickup this offseason for for any team because any team. because of how well he's played. But I mean, I think again, like going back to the offense, like this is what you get when you get good Jimmy, right? We don't know what Jimmy we're going to get. He's wildly erratic and he, he played really, really well. And when he was playing like this in 2019, they were able to ride this all the way to the Super Bowl. Like, is it enough to get you over the top? I don't know. Probably not. Like he's going to have to make more plays, but to be able to win a game where your defense is playing well and losing some guys and your offense kind of has to stem the tide. He, he, he did a really good job. He found Jennings several times. Like, Juwan Jennings has been an absolute just upgrade over Kendrick Bourne, I feel like. And he's been a tough runner, tough after the catch. 
found him several times on third down to get first downs. They were really good on third down. And uh, here's a stat for you guys. So um, in minimum 50 starts, there are only two quarterbacks that have, and I know QB wins, whatever, right? Like QB went 35 wins and a rating over 95. There are two quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Number one is Patrick Mahomes. Number two, number two is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. So take that for what you will. I mean, when they when he plays, they win at an overwhelmingly large rate. And I don't know what it is. Uh, credit to Kyle. Like I tweeted out that this was probably his best call game all year. He was fantastic. I have zero complaints. You know, I've been critical of Kyle on the show. I have zero complaints about how Kyle called this game. There were bootlegs. There were screen passes. The pass to Coleman, the screen pass to Coleman near the goal line was fantastic. There's a screen pass later on to use check where they needed a big third down. The defense was actually overcommitting and Kyle exploited that fantastic job by Kyle. And I really hope that they can actually, you know, build on this and, and go forward and, and kind of hit their stride here. Because again, two weeks, two weeks after this, it's a big one against Kansas city. Yeah. And I wanted, I wanted to talk about that just a little bit, what you said about in terms of the offense doing more, but I wanted to throw out some stats on the two guys I talked about earlier, Jennings and, and Jeff Wilson. So Jennings right now is 10 catches this season. Seven of them have gone for first downs. And you saw how physical he ran to get a couple of those first downs in this last game. And he has been very Kendrick Bourneish, right? Like he's not putting up huge numbers, but he he gets those big one or two big catches a game that you need. And they needed that kind of role player. Um, the other one is Jeff Wilson, who is currently seventh in the NFL with 375 yards rushing. In the four games since he became the starter, he's got 353 yards on 65 attempts. That's 5.4 yards per carry. And now his 19 total TDs. Um, are the most for any 49er except Debo Samuel since 2018. So to be a really good team, you know, we know about Debo, we know about Ayuk, Kittle, usually. You need these other kind of role players to step up and, and do things, and, and these two guys have. And when Mitchell comes back, you know, Mitchell's hurt a lot. I don't think the Niners are going to give him 20 carry, carries. You would think they're going to, seeing what they've seen from him injury-wise, you would think they'll still get Wilson involved and that's going to be a really good one, two punch. Those, those guys have been really good. But Zane, to your, to, to your point, what you said earlier, the chiefs played the bucks. What was it? Two weeks ago, that game mm-hmm. put up 41 or 40, put up over 40 on them. The bucks have only given up 42 points in the other four games combined. Mm-hmm. So like you're seeing when you play these big teams, your chiefs, your bills, I don't know if there's really anybody like that in the NFC, maybe the Eagles, maybe you know but they're not on the chiefs and bills level but at some point yeah if if we're talking championship here this offense does need to do still does need to be consistent and and do a little bit more and they don't need to throw 400 yards it's not their game they can do that with running or whatever else but they need to score points like they did this week um and i was glad to see kittle get involved early he did have the fumble and then they kind of went away from him i hope that's sort of a baby step for him getting more involved into the offense again We'll see, but it, it's going to be very, very important for this team to score. They're going to score 35 a game, but, you know, high 20s, they, they they really need to be there and they need to get there consistently. And hopefully this was a step towards that. The funny well, thing is, sorry, Brian, real quick. The funny thing ahead. is, is that I like I like how they involve Kittle right away because it's almost like Kyle heard us yelling, right? Like about about Kittle and involving him, right? I think there I was like, enough to chatter, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think, and, I, and I like that they designed plays specifically for him, get that confidence up, get that chemistry with Jimmy back up again. But it's it's interesting that they, they were able to move the ball pretty well on offense without really getting Debo too involved. He only had about 40-plus 40, 40 total yards. He didn't have the touchdown, but he wasn't nearly as much of a factor as he's been even last week against the Rams. And 
to be able to do that without getting your best offensive player who right now, your best offensive player, the ball, I think that's pretty impressive. And it, it kind of goes to show that this offense can kind of win in, in a lot of ways. And I think that's how they are going to win. I don't necessarily think it's going to be one guy that's going to carry them, but I think they're at their best when it's kind of like a by committee sort of thing. Like, Hey, this week it was Jeff Wilson that killed you next week. It could, and also Tevin Coleman as well to, to his, to his credit next week, it could be Juwan Jennings on third downs or Ayuk or Kittle or whoever it may be. And I think that that's when they're at their best is when it's kind of that sort of format for this offense. Yeah. They had a uh, seven different players uh, tally a reception, which again, when you're spreading the ball around like that, you know that this offense is, is, is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, the leading receiver was Ayuk with 58 yards total uh, in a game where they threw for 253. The thing that I like to see, and I think the thing that is going to be tantamount to this team succeeding as the season progresses is the running game really starting to to really kind of click and fire on all cylinders as well. Um, they Jeff Wilson had 17 carries for 120 yards, which is 7.1 yard average, which obviously is impressive. Obviously, that's buoyed by his 41-yard uh, run, but that's back-to-back weeks where Jeff Wilson has set his career high in a in a run right last week he did it against the Rams and he he upped it this week against against the Panthers but the other thing that I thought Mitchell right those are touchdowns with Mitchell and that's and 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 you're right like when Mitchell comes back he's still going to be the lead back because more than anything he can he can hit those home runs he's the home run hitter Kyle Shanahan wants chunk plays in the running game just as much as he wants chunk plays in the passing game and and you got to have a guy with with more elite top end speed in order to do that. But, you know, Wilson is still an, an adequate fill in uh, until Mitchell returns. But the other thing is that on, on the defensive side of the ball, they are the, the one to me, the one area where I thought the team could struggle is against the run without, you know, with the loss of DJ Jones um, now with Armstead on, uh, on IR with, with Kinlaw ailing, right. You think, Oh man, like they're, they're going to get run on. And, this game, they gave up a total with, again, with a team with Christian McCaffrey, they gave up 64 yards total when they had gained 153 on the ground. And over the course of this season so far, they've only allowed 357 yards total over five games uh, for a 3.0 yards per attempt average on the ground. So they have been elite defending the run. And a lot of that is due to Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, who have been Nothing short of incredible uh, in the linebacking core. So, again, I want to give them their flowers as well because this defense isn't where they're at and this run defense isn't where it's at if those guys just aren't tackling machines. Uh, I believe Greenlaw leads the league in tackles, uh, and he and Warner are the third and fourth-ranked linebackers on PFF league-wide. So, hey, an embarrassment of riches on the defensive side of the ball with Hufunga and our linebackers and our ends and our corners. Like this defense is so fun, man. Yeah. And yeah. you mentioned too, with the, with the ball being spread around, you know, Debo didn't have a good game this week at all. He had nine targets. He only had two catches and he had a couple drops that weird one in the end zone where it kind of looked like, I don't know if he stopped running or got crossed up. And then he's also not running the ball with him. Like they were He had, had two carries in this game for 12 yards, only two carries, for two yards the previous week and 
five carries for six yards against Denver. So it seems like teams are starting to really get on Debo running the ball. I'd like to see Kyle do more with him like he did. When, remember in 2019, they would do the Super Bowl or the, the Super Bowls, the sweeps like he did in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him maybe get a little bit more creative with Debo runs like that as opposed to just, you know, having it in the backfield type thing um, here and there to mix it up. But yeah, that's, that's, you know, Debo didn't have his fastball. Kittle was involved early and then wasn't, but you still had guys stepping up. You still had guys making plays. Tevin Coleman off the street, Jennings, Wilson, you know, Brandon Ayuk led the team in receiving. So to have all these, the Kyle Shanahan can go to so many different places. That's why it's so maddening. This team can't score consistently or had it up until this week. Cause there's so many mouths that you can feed in so many guys that can make plays when your top players maybe aren't having their best day. Well, and just like the Rams, you know, you have that opening drive where you're like, Oh yeah, like here we go. Right. They, they march down the field, they score a touchdown and then halftime hits, and that offense has scored 10 points. You're like, what? where is the offense from the opening drive? Like, where does that go? And and I think it, it kind of goes to, um, you know, what does Kyle Shanahan – I think one of the things that he struggles with is he's elite at scripting the beginning of the game, obviously. Like, the, the yeah. more often than not, this team scores points on their opening drives. But it seems to stall out in, in the rest of the first half until – you can start to make some adjustments at halftime. And so, again, I'm wondering, like, is is there, you know, is, is it still trying to get used to this new coaching staff and and these new lieutenants that he has that, you know, he can't lean on Mike McDaniel, he can't lean on Mike LaFleur. Like, he's still trying to get used to coordinating and calling an offense without those guys. I don't know. I don't know if the first half struggles have to do with that. But they're there, and they're – they haven't gone away yet. So that's one of the things that I'm interested to see is as the season progresses, are we going to see a more potent offense in, in the first half, or are we going to continue to get some of these real clunker offensive performances uh, in the first half? Cause again, 10 points, not great. Right. I mean, they went into halftime with 17, but that's because of Manny Mosley. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, in all fairness, they did have, they had the ball, I believe four times in the first half, there were four or five possessions and they scored on half of them. They had a blocked field goal, right? So they, they True. really should have had 13 points, but I, I totally get what you're saying because it does seem like there's, there is a lack of rhythm after the first drive. Mm-hmm. Like there, you will find very few people that are better than Kyle in the first 15 plays of the game. Like he is absolutely like best of the best in the first 15 plays of the game. And they will, they, they will get points in that time. And to me, it's to the point where it's like, okay, I'm counting plays, right? I'm like, okay, are we at, are we at 15 yet? Or sometimes he might script 18 because like three plays will be like, whatever, like you just throw those, throw those away. Right. So the first 15 to 18 plays, I'm like counting. I'm like, okay, well, this is play number 20. Okay. We should probably expect like a downturn now. And I think a lot of it is just because when your offense is struggling to move the ball, a lot of the times you get back to the basics, right? Like throwing little small screen passes, dump offs of the running backs, relying on your running game, things like that that they're just not really able to do right now because they don't have health uh, on the offensive line. And, and we, we talked about Trent Williams a few weeks ago when he went out, that, that is the biggest loss arguably on any offensive line on any team in the league, because he is the, the league's best left tackle. So when you're kind of trying to stem the tide here, I, I expect it to be this way until they can kind of get some, some health there. But again, Brunskill's coming back as well, working his way back in. So I think that there is going to be a little bit of a transition time, but they were able to kind of give a glimpse of what they can be in the second half, right? There was that drive where Jimmy had the, the scramble for the touchdown and then he threw a touchdown later on in that drive. So he went from pick six and safety on the same drive, the same play 
to scramble for a touchdown and throw for a touchdown on the same on the same drive as well was kind of funny. But 